But when that 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 spring hit, that oh, but you had the practice all the time though. Ain't no like I was a wrestler. Oh, okay, all right, all right. yeah, I, I did. Yeah, you got the practice inside. Yeah, in, indoor sport. Yeah, all right. So blackest blackest moment. You you want to go? You want me to go? Cause I had I had a couple of black black moments that we can explore. I mean, you go go right go ahead, get right into it. I ain't gonna I ain't gonna stop you. <laughs> I ain't going to stop you. I ain't going to stop you. Do what you do. So, it's Memorial Day weekend. So, of course, on most Memorial Day weekends, I went to a uh, cemetery and laid a wreath on Grace. I'm kidding. I, I did not. I, Bruh, I was so like... <laughs> no, I was so like, really? Like, like yo, I, I don't know. But it's like funny. We have all this out here of like what Memorial Day is supposed to be. But yet, what we end up doing, we just end up partying. It's like, on the day off, let's eat some, some processed meat of some sort. And I you know, just go out there and party in them streets. And, of course, I went out on Saturday, me and another homie of color. That's how you got to preface these things. Uh, we went what out, color? What color? Because they'll tell you white is a color. <laughs> is there, is there a... Yeah and no, <laughs> and their and their uh, uh, un undying uh, thing to try to prove that reverse racism exists. Nah, get out of here, <laughs> sir. That's what I was, sir or ma'am. Get out of here. Get out of here. So me and my man, we we were going out about. So as a as a person of color, I do realize that certain spots I can't go and look in a certain kind of way, uh, like. If I'm wearing a hat, I know I can't go in certain spots. Like, because that's just how the game's been going for four generations. But I feel like DC affords you an opportunity yeah, to just try to a little bit explore. Like, yeah, yeah, just be a little yeah, bit like, more get in there. liberal than, than your traditional Southern uh, yeah. dress code. And so I, uh, me, me and a friend went to a place called uh, Brass Monkey. Uh, and Adams Morgan, D.C. If you ever come to D.C., Adams Morgan is where all the white people have from black folks to go party. Black people still be there because you can't avoid black people at all in D.C. We we are there one way or another. But they hide in pockets like Adams Morgan in Georgetown. Uh, and so we out there. We, we partying. Uh, we, we get to the door. And I'm wearing, I'll, I'll describe what I have on. I have on a T-shirt. Camouflage cargo pants, some Chuck Taylors, and a hat. <laughs> you know what? It, you know what it reminds me of. Huh? What? Uh, that boondocks kid. <laughs> you know what I mean? Shoes, bro. But what, it's Martin Luther King. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, it's shoes. Uh, so I, we we go out like we already been in one spot. That mean no problem. It was just like, yo, you gotta take off the hat. Bet I already knew that was coming. I don't know why my hat indoors affects you in any kind of way. Did you see like, like three other white people just walking in with that? Oh, at the other spot? Yeah. Like, no, that'd be good to me off. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, yo, you ain't telling me take that. Oh, that's a different kind of hat. No, no. He, he wears a baseball cap with the letter. <laughs> 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 what team is that, bro? Oh, South Carolina? Yeah, you can't wear that. No South Carolina hats allowed. Well, Door, doorman's discretion. <laughs> what size is that hat? Yeah, you got it. I'm like, yo, word. But I was like, I want to Hey, he hit you with the oversized hat? <laughs> nah, nah, I like, can't do it. Nah, that's that hat oversized, dog. That's, oh, that's a baggy hat. Oh, no, they done, they done that. Like, oh, 
he got a hat. Oh, you got a flat brim hat. His is curved. I'm like, are you serious? What? Are you serious? Are you serious right now? I was in Charleston, wasn't it? Uh, nah, nah. Was, I feel uh, like I was out with you when that when it happened. Something like that happened. Yeah. So black people know that dress codes are very. So I I tried to go to a spot where I could get in, and so the other homies wearing he's wearing a hoodie, a fashionable hoodie, but it's a hoodie nonetheless, and you're still a person of color wearing a hoodie, and he had on uh I don't know what kind of pants, it was long long longer pants, uh and so. He goes first and let him in. And it was like, who are with you? And then he points to me, like him, just him. Like, oh, he ain't getting in with them shorts on. And I just saw like four people with shorts walk on, walk in. I'm like, what you mean I'm not getting in with these shorts? Like, the camouflage. Like, oh, okay. a observation, my friend. <laughs> and, and so there's actually like a bouncer on like at another club one door down. Like so, I could he he couldn't come to work wearing those like that. And the bouncer goes that that was that funny thing is he actually used to work at this club and he got fired because he refused to take his camouflage vest. I'm like, get the hell out of here, man. And the, like, yeah, like the, the, really... the bouncer, the bouncer, like he did say something to the effect of that. And so I'm like, wait a wait a wait a Camouflage pants, like, man, the owner doesn't want camouflage pants. And I'm like, wait a minute, camouflage pants. And I'm like, what else is on this I cannot wear list? And he's like, white tees. I'm like, white tees, huh? I can't come in with a white tee, one of the most universal articles of clothing in the history of mankind. What else is on this list? Oh, you can't wear Timberland boots. In the wintertime? So basically, and you can't be from New York. <laughs> essentially, essentially. I was like, yo, wait a minute. Like, I, like, if I was a soldier and I just, my boys picked me up straight from the bus and I had on my, my camo, you gonna let me in it? Like, man, I'm just saying, the guy who pays my check says, you cannot come in wearing these kind of things. And, like, I don't know what else I'm going with, but, you know, I'm a teacher, I'm good to do it, I'm a teacher ID, blah, blah, blah. And then he did one of the, the coolest black things. I think a black person could do in this situation. He was like, say, bro, now if it was busy, maybe I wouldn't notice your cargo pants. They're your camo pants. Like, yeah, the line's kind of busy right now. I don't know. Maybe I wouldn't notice their camouflage pants. I'm like, oh, word. All right, me. Yes, and we dapped up and I walked in. Well, I was like, why well, had to go through this whole spiel of dress codes? And I know dress codes. Every time I say dress code, I'm like, oh, you're just trying to legislate Negroes from being here. Anything a Negro will wear ain't getting in. But don't say a Negro can't wear it. You stop me and do it. Then I see a white man wearing the same exact outfit I was wearing. Ooh, that's when I get livid. I'm like, nah, if I ain't wearing it, nobody wearing it. Oh, you got on camouflage pants? <laughs> <laughs> like nah, but but why why do you? I I really don't don't get it. Like 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 who was the mastermind behind this dress code policy type thing for especially casual spots? If you ain't got to put on Stacey Adams in a suit, you know, then I don't get it. If he's allowed to wear shorts and a t-shirt, why are my shorts and t-shirts legislated? That's all I'm saying. Oh, no, baggy shorts. Oh, no. Literally, what, what club were we at in Houston where they was like no white tees, but they'll sell you a different color T-shirt at the door? 
if you want to get in. I was like, y'all Negroes on some other stuff. Wow. <laughs> they like, oh, you, you can't get in. Uh, you ain't getting in with them shoes. You know, you can't. But where did that come from? I want to pass that to you, man. I mean, I, I guess it comes from racist owners. <laughs> that's all I can. That's all I can say. Uh, nah, I mean, it's struggle. I mean, people people just don't get like our day to day. Always just be something, you know, more. It shouldn't be. It should be less. And there's always more. And I don't. I don't. I don't think white people ever question that. True. I think they. I just think they really think that like that's the expectation. Um, I don't know. I just. I was watching. I was watching this video of this fight outside LSU. And them dudes was going. White dudes are crazy. Them dudes are going in. Young white dudes are like, crazy. Like kicking dudes' heads up against the thing. And I'm like, golly, like, like that shit is, is out of control. But, you know, they'll never care. But we still look at that and we still don't make the sweeping and uh, generalizations that white people make about, about black people when they see stuff like that. Man, you, you made me think something. Cause I, I even looked at it and was like, oh, man, it's just college kids. And so I thought they were savagely beating each other. Yeah, like, like, like banging dudes' heads into, like, what y'all need to go to jail? Like, all y'all need to go to Like, I, I can't see a situation where everybody doesn't go to jail. And uh, I was listening to, to our, our godfather of radio, Mr. Bomani Jones, uh, was talking about uh, the Bryce Harper fight. And he was like, man, you know what I love the most about the Bryce Harper fight? If you don't know who Bryce Harper is, he's a baseball player. It was a baseball fight. No, baseball fight didn't go. But he was like, you know what I love the most? And we all watched the fight, and then we just let it be. It was a fight, and it was fun to watch, and now it's over. No one ever said, oh, well, we have to do something to legislate this out of the game. Oh, man, it is a privilege to play baseball. So how dare they sell you the name by fighting and stuff like that? And I'm like, you're right. That was an NFL brawl. Oh, we got to figure out how to keep these men in check. Oh, if it's an NBA brawl, oh, we got to figure out how to keep them and whatever. And not just saying, like, yo, it's a physical thing. Get in the fight, tussle, tussle, then it's done. And, like, man, that's funny because sometimes you want to watch a good fight, especially if two people can't fight. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, I'm <laughs> I, I, he was talking about if people couldn't fight, like, like how, how entertaining that is. I, I yeah, I, I'm just saying. And I think the dress code policy is a very easy way to legislate black people without coming out the pocket saying that you're racist, even though we all know. Just like the education <laughs> policy and the criminal justice policy. <laughs> like we won't uh, declare black, but we're going to strive as close to black as we possibly can without. Same black. Let's say it. <laughs> like, no, no black people out. We don't want black people in here. Right. Like, really, that's, really, that's what we, we have told ourselves that we don't want black people in here. But black people shouldn't be trying to go in there anyway. Like, like, like when dude wouldn't let me in with the shorts, I just would have been like, yo, guess what? Like, this just ain't for me. Like, I ain't yeah. supposed to be here. And I would have took the L and kept it moving. Like, I got this money, though. Right. Like, But, but you were like, hey, I still want to go spend my money in here. Which I wouldn't, which I wouldn't have done. I would have been like, yo, bro, let's just go. Yeah, man. Like that's the the two you decide to stay he, with it. Huh? He wanted to go. I get, I get it. And he he's fifty fifty. Fifty fifty. Okay. Dang, dang. Man, this when you get like fifty, you get a little taste of it. <laughs> you get a little taste of it. No taste. No taste. So I guess my um, my blackest moment uh, Ramadan started <laughs> right before the holiday weekend. And if you guys don't know, uh, every year. I, 
for the past couple of years, I've tried to observe um, Ramadan. So fasting is a is a beast. And if you keep keeping up with the show right now, like no, I'm not. Right now, I am currently not drinking. I cannot stop. I got ten more minutes to go. <laughs>
Uh, I got up, man. We got me some Chick Fil A breakfast, man. Got me two biscuits. Man, man like, y'all been doing it dirty, too. Y'all been cooking. <laughs> House like, like, you know, baby. <laughs> no respect, man. No respect, bro. I was like, man. Like, I got to stay in this room. Uh, and so, so, so my man's over here. I chastised me about not inviting them to a cookout on Memorial Day. And I'm like, say, bro. Ramadan for you, partner. Go down these black neighborhoods and show them how to really get an education. 
I mean, but wasn't the clan doing the same thing? Like your banker could still be a clan member. Yep. Like your 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 church your church members your church, church member could still be a clan member. Like this. This ain't no new stuff. And ain't no new game. It's just that, uh, now a lot of this stuff gets exposed now that wouldn't have got exposed because we have uh, vehicles to find out who you really are. Like that's that's crazy to me. Hey, but Malik, shout out. Thank you for listening. Um, but I definitely want to hit him with that. I want to hit Malik with that that pump flex bomb. Okay. Look, we, we appreciate your commitment to the movement and the movement for Black Lives. I'm, I'm gonna push you back off the. Uh, I'm gonna push you back on the meat. So yeah, I'm jumping right back in there. Like that. I, so here's the here's the crazy thing about that. Like they was actually giving him flack, like telling him that he needed to check his sources in. Take the picture down, and all, all Malik was saying was like, "Hey, we need to call attention to this. Yes. Like, let's find out if it's true. It's a bit weird. Yeah, like it came from. Like, like it, 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 if it smells fishy, don't tell me that it might not be fishing there. Right? Let me right. Let me figure this out. Well, black people came for him. Now that's what's up. Because they, they went to the, the PTA conference and he. Well, no, they try to tell him that, like you know, they try to tell us that we don't care about it. Like here's this white man who cares about our kids, and and he don't care about our kids. Like that, he's not in the schools. I'm like, well, Malik really actually is in the schools, helping helping kids in the schools. But um, they were trying to say, like, here's this God fearing good white man, here's this white ally doing out here. Y'all don't even come to school. Y'all y'all don't care. Y'all hate y'all children, and he hates your children too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he hates your. He inherently just hates your children. Like you hate your children because they're your children. Like your children are bad children sometimes. <laughs> like he just hates your children because they're black. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, it was crazy, but, you know, he persevered. I thought, I thought that was so dope, man, because he really just persevered. And he said, well, I was really believing in, man. We need more, we need more people. And he sent me a message, and he said, hey, when they come for the kids, like, like prove me wrong. Very much so. And I was like, man, that's, that's real. Like, we need more black revolutionary freedom fighters like Malik. We're gonna take revolutionary stances, even in the face of, because you know, like Malik is New Orleans, so you know, that's like that's a lot of pushback. Like he is, like he is New Orleans. So I shout out to that, to that brother doing big things. Like we got, let me jump back in on the on the on the show. But but that was a good, that was a good phone call uh, to take, anyways. Um, what were we? What, what did we? Mean? Well, let's say let's say like this: white people for years and years have been trying to rewrite the narrative. Of what it really is. You can look at something plain sight and they will tell you it's something else. So let's talk about Memorial Day. That's real. Let's talk about Memorial Day. So there's a claim out there. Did you post a link on the link on the Facebook page if you don't mind. Yeah, yeah. So so we'll we'll present the case of the origins of Memorial Day. The case states as this that the claim is Memorial Day began on May 1865 by a ceremony of former slaves in honor of the Union soldiers in Charleston, South Carolina. Big ups to my, my city. We tried. <laughs> and what they say is that, yay, they did do that. They were the first to actually be observed holding a memorial service on a day in May. It wasn't official until... Some white people did it in 1868, where they 
went on to show memorials for these soldiers. And I will present to you, audience, ain't that just white people Columbusing all over again? Isn't that white people Columbusing all over again? Where essentially some people do some things first, and it's like, you know what? That was a hot idea. You know who could do it better? Me. And now we have Memorial Day, and you get the true origins that black people started this thing because why not? We've been giving uncredited for years, years, and years. And that's the true root. Like my uh my uh, do the right thing. You should uh, reference you should uh you should uh you should like change that into a sound bite, mother give that sound bite. <laughs> that's the true root. Uh I yeah, I man, it's it's crazy. Um I, I always say it's crazy uh, when, it, when, it, when, it, when it really is. Like, sometimes do you just sit back and think about, like, dang, like, white people just do the most all the time. They get to get to do the most all the time. Like, like, for, like, for white privilege. <laughs> man, like, oh. It, it really makes you think. Like, you, you see this is playing the site. And they'll tell you, they'll present the facts say, nah, 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 but it wasn't like that. No one really cared until, and I guess to an extent, you're right. No one cared until so-and-so did it, where you literally have uh, uh, but, but rock the, and roll music, but no one was caring. So but here's, the, here's, here's the other thing, though. It's erased, it erased, it erases the, the, the people of color. So it was like, it, it, there's no ever no credit that goes there. There's never any credit that goes back to people of color for doing this. So, so you, you effectively erase people, people of color, color from the narrative. Of course. Like, and that's a, I guess that's the part that gets me and like kind of upsets me. Like People of color are erased from the narrative all the time for no reason. Um, so yeah, there's, a, there's links. You made me think. Like, there's links that have lists of all the African-American characters and, like, real-life stories. Like, I, these are biographies, and they essentially cast a white person in that role. Like, damn, like, I wasn't even there. You got a white person to play me, and I'm a black person. I'm going to get Angelina Jolie to play a black woman or something like that. Like, damn, ain't enough roles for black people as it is. And the roles that should be for black people can't go to us. But then when a black person plays a role generally for a white person, they be tripping. They be tripping extra, extra hard about it. But once again, that's when I need. That's when I think. You know, we talk about. I talk about all the time how I feel like segregation is the way to go. Yeah, because that 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 eliminates like like I I hate trying to get a seat at a table, but don't nobody want you at the table. Like like you go in the lunch. I, it's like the lunchroom syndrome. All of like black people just want to be able to sit at the table with the cool kids in the lunchroom instead of just. Having your own table and be completely unbothered because that table is completely unbothered with you. Yeah. Even when you come to sit at the table, they're completely unbothered by you. So, like, why? why? I had a friend who was talking about uh, some some leadership positions that are available to black people. And it was like, you know how we always say, you just need to get a seat at the table. Just need to get a seat at the table. You know what they're really doing is bring you into the room and you get to just see the table. You don't get to sit at it. You just get to see the table. That's what stuff gets done. That's table, man. <laughs> Bro, that's real. Man, that's, I'm like, yo. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm going to be this way to get to see the table. 
At least you know things can get it done right here. Can I set the table now, bro? What you thinking? <laughs> I like that. I let you see the table. What's wrong with you? But like that's the thing. Who wants to be in that? Who wants to be in that? In that? In that position, man. Where we can just build our own table. There's enough hands to just build your own table. Like I don't understand what is the what is the fascination with seat at the table? Uh, or or what's the fascination of being heard? Like I just want my I just want my point of view to be heard. Okay, but then it's like okay. Great. You finished? Okay, now back to what we uh, back to what we were doing. Like now grown folks talking. So I mean I, I just think like people with this fascination that, that just because they hear you say something like, man, we've been talking about racism since eighteen sixty Yeah, it's just fourteen ninety two. We just didn't know what it was. So, right, so we've been talking about this we've been talking about racism for forever. And like People are like, oh, shit, we shouldn't talk about it. But it's like, it's like okay, we, we got to keep talking about it, but what actually gets done? Like, where, where are we at in racial progress? Like, where are, we, where are we at with white people not thinking that people of color are inferior? It's, it's, so it hasn't, to me, there's been no shift. There's been no general, general, uh, general, general, Generalization? Uh, uh, generality? Generational. Generational. Golly, I'm hurting that. I don't know where you're going, sir. I'm trying to help you. There's been no general. So that was Yeah. Good, good, good answer. There's been no generational shift in, in that mindset. Like the tools have changed. The, the I don't even. I don't even. have become easier. But it still hasn't stopped people from. Feeling like people of color are inferior. Yeah. So what's the next step after your conversation? Have you screamed all you can? Have you, you know, uh, got your seat at the table? Like, what is the next step? What is really, like, what are we really supposed to be doing right now? I think you got to approach the game different. And anytime you approach the game, you know, new barriers and things come up. And I'm, I'm going to take this analogy to, like, an actual physical game. The game of basketball was played one way for a certain run time. And then the day someone thought of like, you know, it's way more efficient if I actually jump and just put it in the basket. I don't got a finger roll, I'm not a lamp. I'm just gonna put it in the basket. Call that a dunk. And they were like, that's illegal. You can't do that. And I was like, why not? I looked at the rules and the goal is to put the ball in the basket. I did that. No, nah, no, nah, you can't do it like that. Why? Because you can't do it? Or because you never thought of it? And then you got to change the game. You shifted it. And then you admit something like the crossover. No, no, that's not fair. Do the crossover, that's like a double triple or something like that. No, it's not. And it's like how, as you shift and push the narrative, how they constantly changing the rules. Yeah. Do you remember how California at one point had a very much open carry law? There's a reason why California doesn't have an open carry law like Texas and other states because a bunch of black people was like, oh, I'm just gonna carry these guns wherever I thank you, black man. You made them bad boys. Ain't not we don't do nothing no more. We're not like that. Not like that anymore. Well, then they had Ronald Reagan as governor too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that can't help. That doesn't help. That doesn't help much. But, 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 but you're yeah. a Republican. I thought you're supposed to be all about the open. No, no, carry. they're open carry for white people. <laughs> white people get the open carry. Black people get killed. Mm-hmm. Like that's the we know. Mm-hmm. We all know that that's the rule. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, but 
that goes into the bigger issue. So somebody, somebody, um, I've been having these talks about about Christianity and war on, you know, people talk about war on Christianity, and um, we are well, 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 what are we saying that? Well, you know, Pastor Bay just sent me a message saying he wouldn't be able to join us tonight, which is kind of, oh. um, yeah, I, know, I was kind of looking forward to it. Uh, I would send good thoughts and vibes to he's with a, a, a family that's in, in mm-hmm. okay. his, uh, family his business. But uh, he wasn't the only one I talked to about this, this quote-unquote war on Christianity or um, because it, it's almost coded language for racism. Like, 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 Christianity has become coded for racism for white people. Mm-hmm. Like, whatever brand of Christianity that they are practicing, it's coded for racism. So it's like it's it's but it's so counterintuitive to the narrative of Christianity. Very much so. Which, which, which really just like at the end of the day, I actually want your brand of Christianity to be eradicated. Like, I actually don't want your brand there anymore. Because it doesn't really reflect the true love and light. Because you say it's one way, but every everything that you do seems counterintuitive to professing the love of. So the so the war on Christian values. What are Christian values? Like what are the Christian values? It says the first thing you should love thy neighbor and you should love yourself. Okay, that, so that, then they just move to segregated neighborhoods where all their neighbors look like. <laughs> It's like, and there, but, 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 here, but we're at war. We're at war with Christianity. Go ahead. What, 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 what's what's the other core values? Jesus says really only two that you put another God before for me and love thy neighbor as I love yourself. So it's really about loving God and loving thy neighbor. But that is the point of statement that you made. It's like, yo, okay, I got to love my neighbor like I love myself. Let me make sure. That I don't have no, I don't I have no neighbors that don't look like me. don't look like me. So I can still be on the outside of, outside of tip. When they don't like read their Bible and think about their word of how you, you conveniently ignore certain details, like the description of Christ, of hair like wool, of skin like bronze, but now nah, we don't want him looking like uh, uh, Saddam Hussein or any other uh, Middle Eastern person or even a black person or know that the first Christians were actually Ethiopia. You don't want to hear that, but the Bible confirms that. So, uh, but they don't hear that. They don't hear that about, about how black their religion really is. But, but war on Christianity has been coded on war. Oh, has been coded on war, war on all white terms. Yeah. And, 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 that's what, and that's where, like, I've had so many discussions. They're like, well, you know, like, these Christian values, you know, like, like, oh, like, like uh, homosexuality, you know, like, we're, we're allowing, um, you know, homosexuals to get married. And I'm like, when did, like, one, there was no, so, so the, the, the Bible doesn't implicitly, like the biblical definition of, of marriage is one man and one woman. What scripture is that? Do we, do we know? I'm not a Bible scholar. You're not a theologian? <laughs> no, no, I like, I've uh, been in school, I've <laughs> school all the time. I, I am not. That, you know, you... Do do what you do, say what you say. Like you can say that, but then you also allow massive uh, molestation happening in the Catholic Church. So I don't I don't know. I don't know. So, and you look the other way. 
So no, what 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 the the scripture is therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife and the two shall become one flesh. Like that still doesn't define gender roles on what what wife should be. It don't even tell you what a wife what you know wife is. Exactly. So <laughs> so if I'm calling if I and, and the two shall so if I'm calling this man my wife. But I, you going in in a place I don't really want. Bro, I, I I get it I get it. But but here's the thing. But, but, we, but this war, this this so-called war on Christianity, like I I just don't like I, I don't get it. So 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 we have that, but the Bible scriptures defining divorce, like we just conveniently so we just conveniently forget some of those things. Like 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 there's there's stiff penalties for divorce. Yeah. I'm so 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 I'm just like, but nobody's nobody. That's not a war. That's not a war. That's not one of the battles we take. We're not making sure no one can get divorced. We make it actually really easy for people to get divorced. Uh, this is this is a funny thing about America, uh, and, and you can tell us what's steeped in white uh, homo uh, normative culture that that say is a Christmas Christmas going on, and so someone says, oh, this other. Uh, celebrations going on around the same time. This, since it's like freedom, uh, freedom of, of religion, let's, let's put all the religions in there. And they like, nah, it's a Christian holiday. But I'm like, there's a Jewish holiday right there. There's an African American holiday right there. There's some pagan and wicked uh, holidays going on right there. Just put them, put them all in there. And nah, 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 nah. I just said it was everybody's American, baby. Like, no, 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 no. no. We only gonna have Jesus up here. We only going through this. And as a Christian, I'm like, yo, y'all kind of funny when y'all be kind of doing that. It's like, uh, y'all, y'all almost on the tip. It's like, you know what to celebrate. We taking it back and blah 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 blah. This is my ball. I'm keeping it and all that kind of stuff. So, so, so there's there's a debate. There's a man's law versus God's law debate, right? And you said there's only two real like, according to yeah, Jesus broke down the commandments that if you like one. Put no other God before me, and right. two, love thy neighbor as I love thyself. Then that eliminates all the other ones. You don't commit adultery if you love your neighbor like you love yourself, because you won't let your own people to commit. You won't steal. You won't kill. You won't commit. Uh, you won't do any of those things if you just do these two simple things. Put no other God before me, and love thy neighbor like you love yourself. But some of y'all niggas don't love yourself. So I just want. I I guess you probably not the right person. So where's this boy? Like I, I'm just trying to see the, I'm just trying to see the war, and I, and uh, I really, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just here for the white tears. Man. Oh, okay, you're just, you're just here for the white tears. You're just here for the allies. Uh-huh. <laughs> I like cooking white tears, man. So yeah, like, that's what I was, you know, I was just thinking like, God, there's a war on, like, all right, so you, man, like, man created like way more laws than God does. Like, man created way more laws than God. Like, God got two laws, right? Man got penal codes and statutes. You know what I'm saying? So. They don't, they don't believe in forgiveness. That's another thing I don't I don't understand. So if I'm just going all, all I'm going on my Christian Christian band is that your laws are so draconian that if you really operate under Christ's love, that you wouldn't be like, oh, that twelve year old boy and his child as an adult. Right. Like you know, like well, like, yeah. like that's the most ridiculous thing. Like you want to actually reform more criminals. Or if some of these people are actually mentally unstable and taking care of them, that's what Christ charged you to do. Right. But yeah, you like, nah, they niggas kill. So, I mean, let them die. But, but, they but, are an adult. Pastor Payton, one week we were like we were on the show and he was talking about redemption and like being like 
Like we we forget about the redemption part. They don't want to redeem us because they don't think we redeem them both. You stole, you stole my point. <laughs> Damn. Damn. Yeah, well, I, like, I, I keep it real with you, bro. Like, like, I understand. I'm, I'm very much entrenched in Christian. I, I'm gonna be, I'm, I'm, I'm painted red to him. I got the blood of Christ on me, and and I know I, I'm, I'm backsliding hard these days. But what's I, the, what, where does that term even come from? Backslide. Backslide. Or you just choose to define how you want to do your Christianity, and it may not be going to church every Sunday. It may not be reading the Bible. Where did the term backslide? Then they got some laws. Show me backslide in the Bible, man. Show, show me, show me backslide. I think this, I think this is actually probably. I think he actually jumped on. <laughs> <laughs> we just waited so hard. Let me, let me, let me keep it right now. This is your black out. Good evening, gentlemen. Hey. <laughs> Oh, yeah, you know I had to come in here when I heard y'all talking. <laughs> we were waiting on you. I was going to um, uh, be stuck with a family, but I said when I heard your you conversation, I said I got to get away uh, because it was so interesting. You all started out with uh, the, the basic principles for Christianity, and uh, Mr. Brown, you're dead on when you say that there are basically two new commandments that were given that we might be able to live our lives uh, governed by, which are to love the Lord, that, love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, all thy soul, and all thy mind, and love thy neighbor as thyself. Um, when 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 we say love thy neighbor as thyself, it's, it wasn't um, an accident to use the term neighbor. When we said neighbor, it clearly get us to understand that this is somebody who doesn't look like you, doesn't act like you, doesn't live with you. This is somebody that's different from you. And you're expected to love this person just as you love yourself. Whenever the New Testament refers to a neighbor, it refers to somebody outside of the family of the Jews, outside of uh, the uh, God's people, the Hebrew people. However, we identify with them in the Old Testament. When it comes into the New Testament, it is clearly somebody who's distinctly different from what we are because it is so easy to love somebody that's just like you. That's not a struggle. That doesn't take a challenge. Uh, that doesn't take God's um, inborn spirit to do because those, that person agrees with you. That person has uh, common things like you. But it, it says, love thy neighbor as thyself. And, and when you, you all move from that and you begin to talk about marriage and um, what uh, Kendrick went directly to it to, uh, in the book of Genesis where it says, uh, let a man uh, leave his mother and father and join unto him his wife, where it's clear that marriage is designed for a man and a woman. And anything other than that goes contrary to what the word says. Uh, when then you all went into uh, to role playing, and then role playing, we look at First Peter chapter three, Colossians chapter three, and we look at Ephesians chapters four and the beginning of chapter five. Uh, when there's really not a whole lot of information that God has given unto us in role playing, but everything we need is right there. It's husbands, love your wife like Christ loved the church. 
Husbands, give yourself to your wife, just like Christ gave of himself for the church. And wives, submit yourself to your husband, just like the church submits herself to Christ. And the, But the reason the church submits herself to Christ is because Christ does everything for the church. He provides. He gives. And when the husband takes on that role, then the wife has no problem submitting unto his leadership, unto his authority. Uh, one of the words that we, um, we are so misidentifying or defining is the word submit. The word submit is just like the word love in, in the scripture. It has more than one meaning. And when, when, the, when the Bible speaks of a woman submitting herself unto her husband, it's, it, the word means to respond. And the, every response has a stimulus. If he loves you, love him back. If he gives towards you, give back unto him. But I believe that it goes just as far as if he hits you, hit that rascal back. It's, it's, a, it's a response that's appropriate to whatever it is that you're giving. You move down a little further and you talked about divorce. Yes, that, uh, the, there, there are uh, biblical uh, justifications for divorce. If, uh, if a man is beating a woman or a woman is beating a man, they have every right to leave that relationship. Nobody needs to be in a physically abusive or even emotionally abusive relationship. When a person steps out and commits adultery, you have, a, you, 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 have no, you have no bonds to that person because that person has broken all chains of, uh, of, of, of commitment to you. There's so, so let me jump in here with a, a couple of uh, just a, a couple of um, I don't want to say retorts or responses back to to your to some of your comments. So I I am a I am a proponent for um, marriage equality, and I don't I don't believe in um, telling someone who they can love, who they can't love, um, who they can marry, and or who they can marry, because I feel, I feel like, like the term wife in, in the Bible is very ambiguous. It, it could be, be synonymous with, with partner. It could be synonymous with, you know, significant other. It's not a, it doesn't necessarily have a, a gender, um, a gender constraint on it, and I feel like the, the, the only reason why we should have that kind of gender to it is to make it fit the biblical narrative of, of the definition because we really don't, because we really are just uncomfortable in homosexuality and not because uh, there's actually uh, a biblical charge against homosexuality. I think it's just people are just uncomfortable with homosexuality and they needed something to say that, that is just something biblical so you can be Christian and not a bad person, and be uncomfortable with homosexuality, just like they use Christian stuff to tell black people that they were less than people. They can be comfortable with only slaves and treating black people like this. So, just want to get your thoughts back on that point, because I always counter this, the idea of, you know, the, the biblical definition of marriage. I just don't think that 
I think that we're, we're short about it on the bottom line. I just think we're short about it. I think Kirsten's not short about it on the bottom line. Are we getting a lot of feedback? Yeah, hold on, hold on one second. Okay. I think I think I'm with you. I think I'm with you. There's an echo when I'm trying to get in you, get you um, from from the radio. But what 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 it sounds like you're asking me is um, where does it define the genders for for marriage? Well, uh, first and foremost, we have to relate to creation, and when we go to creation, and uh, the purpose for the creation of a woman was that God saw that man could not be, should not be alone. And then he wanted to uh, have procreation. And two men can't procreate. Two women can't procreate. The biblical sole purpose of marriage was that man might not be alone and that man might be able to procreate. And common genders cannot procreate. That's the principle from which Christianity bases that marriage is for one husband, for one wife, for one life. I, I, I can't say to you that there's anywhere in the scripture that, does, that says that a man shouldn't marry a man, but I can show you uh, where God clearly uh, does not condone male-male uh, relationships, uh, female-female relationships. Is, and when we take... Is, is, that scripture, is that scripture based in, in Old Testament or New Testament and philosophy? Because if we... There's a lot of things in the Old Testament that we shouldn't be doing. There's a lot of things in the Old Testament that we shouldn't be doing, and we really shouldn't be doing them. I... I believe that uh, nothing in the Old Testament has been canceled out for the New Testament. The New Testament came that the Old Testament might be fulfilled. It didn't come to replace it. It came that we might be able to fulfill it, to complete it, to be able to, to do it. So everything that applies in the Old Testament still applies into the, in, the, in the New Testament today. The, the difference between the Old Testament and the New Testament it's grace. Grace covers many of the things that we do in the New Testament that was guaranteed death in the Old Testament. Well, I'm still, I'm still going to go in on, on the point about this, this so-called or on Christianity, and is it is it really is it really Christianity just a, a coded language or a coded or a coded way for people to do to to be racist or to be homophobic or to be to, to be absent of grace and people still think that you're a good person? Like, so I know a lot of Christians who are good people. And their claim to being a good person is that, hey, they're Christians and, and in the church, and but they use that as their excuse to be biggest homophobes and, and, and generally bad people. 
I, I want to respond to to what you're saying just before we go off because I can't I don't really understand it because I get a lot of echo from it and when I go back and I listen to it and I I, I respond to it again on next week. Uh, but what the, one of the things that sounds like you're talking about is the war with uh, Christianity in relationship to race and in relationship to sexuality. Uh, and I think all of these things are just uh, man-created uh, systems that benefit their way of thinking, uh, that promote their ideas. Uh, but when we go back to the core, when we go back to the root, to the word, we'll find the answers are there. Um, with when I when I think of homosexuality. When it comes to Christianity, or, or people are afraid of it because they don't understand it. I think that the church has demonized homosexuality. When in reality, homosexuality is no different than having another woman on the side. Having a woman on the side and having a man on the side, there's, there's no, ain't but one hell. Hell is hell doesn't have compartments. And sin, there's punishment that will be given for sin, period. Not uh, what level of sin? Sin doesn't have levels. I, ju- I just think that there are things that the church ha- are uncomfortable with. Well, not the church, people in the church, because there are churches that receive homosexuals. We just have to be able to get down to what uh, Mr. Brown said earlier. Love thy neighbor as thyself and recognize that just because... Um, Frank is into homosexuality and I'm into drugs, I'm no better than Frank. I I gotta love Frank through homosexuality and Frank has to love me through uh drug addiction. Well, once again, we appreciate you jumping on and dropping the mad knowledge on I got school tonight. I'm going to go back in. You get schooled every night. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go back, hit the, hit the book, do more research. We'll continue this conversation next Tuesday. We appreciate you coming on every Tuesday for Testimony Tuesday. We'll get the audio issues cleaned up here. I'm working on some stuff uh, right now. But we appreciate you coming every Tuesday um, and dropping knowledge, dropping knowledge to us. Pastor Kerry Payton. Pastor Greater St. Matthews, no, Matt, Greater St. Matthews Baptist Church in New Orleans, Louisiana, Greater St. Matthews um, Bible study on Wednesday night church every Sunday, 10 a.m. Be his guest. Join him at the mat. Thank you, Pastor. Great. Have a great night, gentlemen. Thank you so much. Guys, guys, drop a phone, man. Black phone. Oh, that's what you're doing? Uh, I do want to say say something, and uh, it just kind of made me think about the war on this, war on that. Uh, Our uh, esteemed cousin, Dr. Uh, Ivory A. Wilson, he he posted a very interesting uh, point today, um, just talking about how things are a little bit different in America than it once was, and how I think people have been emboldened to do certain things now that we have uh, the current government. 
And he said to the majority, this is written to the majority of our white male Congress, close your eyes and imagine it's 2013. Barack Obama's president, and in one week, a student at an HBCU who is a member of a black supremacy group on Facebook fatally stabs a white military officer from a neighboring college. The FBI is investigating if it's a racially, if it's racially motivated. Obama says nothing. A Muslim shouted about a caliphate on a train and threatened two teenage girls holding a Bible and then killed two bystanders trying to help. The perpetrators connect to an extremist group and plan an anti-Christian rally in Obama's name the next week. The mayor is calling for the FBI to help contain extremism in the city. Obama gives a good superficial statement on Twitter. OBI, 2017, Donald Trump is the president, and now you refuse to campaign against the imminent uh, emboldenment of threat of white national terrorism when last year you said all lives matter. And I was like, mm, snap, snap, sir. Snap, snap, snap. You missed the last time. Oh, called BS then, and, and now, now you're proven right. And it just makes me think, like, Donald Trump has said nothing about that boy getting killed. Donald Trump has said anything about those cats who, who, who the guys who were saving those little girls' lives, those grown women's lives, I don't know, ages, and you say nothing. But yet, if it's Don, uh, uh, Colin Kaepernick, to start battling the world's problems 
when my own country national problems are so very blatant in, in my face all the time. And once but, I'm cool but with that's, that. But that's how this whole conjured up war on white people and Christianity got conjured up. So, so that you can, so as a white person, I can say, oh, snap, like, we got to handle, we got to take care of stuff that's going on in our community. Like, our community, like, like we got to protect police officers that kill unarmed black kids, like, like, because, because you know, we like police officers. However, police don't police our neighborhoods like that. But, but, but my persecution is real. I, I guess that's that 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 I'm, I'm not. You're, this, this right. Your persecution is real, just like the same. Yeah, serious yeah, serious serious like, but then again, I almost think, I almost think that we just ask like the thing is the bar is so low for white people. Like we ask white people too much. Like, like it can't like. Like asking them to solve racism is, is just asking too much, even though they should. Like, we, 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 when they we absolutely should not be trying to solve racism. They control the conversation. They're the ones who permeate it. They're the ones who dictate it. They're the ones who give definitions for And it's, I, you, you, you say it enough. It is not our place to eradicate racism because we weren't the ones who put those power structures in place. Now, it is our place to develop the mechanisms and the systems that we can survive and be successful. And then uh, it's also our place to be very protective of those systems and mechanisms that you're not trying to all of them that you see is successful, that you can start leeching off of it and try to be the new power brokers or something you had nothing to do with making. So much to unpack. Always so little time and so much to unpack. And we just gone off. We just gone off on. Uh, so speaking of black people being black, <laughs> <laughs> so apparently we had a racial drive again, and uh, Tiger Woods is this black. Like, again. like we, we took him again, and like he, I, I don't know. I've, I've heard so many stuff so different. Like as I heard his blood alcohol that was actually zero point zero. Like this is all prescription, uh, yeah. prescription drugs, and, and you know, like that's some facet. So that. They so didn't turn himself in, though. Well, they found him in the car, knocked past out in the car. <laughs> yeah, then I'm doing my due diligence. But you can't be behind the wheel. That's an automatic ticket. Like, that means you thought about driving. Uh-huh. But the, the other thing is, uh, it, it's really weird to me, because, like, if we talk about the, you know, taking race out, out of the out of the discussion, we just talk about, well, I'm, I'm going to put it right back in the discussion. But uh, we talk about prescription drug usage, and that's that should cause the highest spike in, in prison population. So the highest, the highest rate of like criminal offenses right now are people who are abusing prescription drugs, which has caused the, so it's caused the black male and female population of, of prisoners to go down. Because a lot of white people. But it's down. caused the, the number, the fastest growing, and like the only group of the only subset of people who are actually. Um, Having more people in prison every year, like the population is growing, is white women. Mm-hmm. And, and the, the biggest thing is their abuse of opiates and prescription pills, which now they're talking about um, decriminalizing and, and and focusing on treatment and all that other stuff. Because you don't want to make them place. Right. Because yeah, yeah. like, that's what it is. Like, Orange is the New Black is very much so. When is that coming back? Anyway, well, it's Orange like in five days. Orange is Black is coming too. Like, oh, oh, snap. Like, I actually enjoy Orange is New Black more than House of Cards. We'll jump into that. Yeah, but, but Orange is Black, they're showing out, like, 
they're charging, they're having to control these young women, these women do this middle jobs or the cheapest of labor because it's a private prison and they get nothing back. It's like it's cheap labor. They don't right. have to go to China. Right. They don't have to do, do nothing of that. And and, and, but they don't want to do that to a whole bunch of white people. They don't mind that doing to a bunch of black and brown faces. Right. So now now nonviolent drug offenders like, oh we gotta need to record reform this criminal justice. Like every state is jumping on criminal justice reform because, because they're locking up white women. Like no one no one wants to say it. Like like no one wants to say it. Everybody's gonna say like, oh well, no, it's you know black people black people uh like you know it's a, you know, it's still disproportionately black, but but keep watching. Because the number of black women inmates have gone down has gone down dramatically 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 over the last year and then the the black male prison population continues to decline. And the only prison population that is surging right now is white women. White women. And now, 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 now it's decriminalization. Oh, uh, Uncle Jeff already said he don't like to eat by the decriminalize all the marijuana again. Exactly. It's not even marijuana. They're talking about like in harsh sentence. Right. Like, give him the harsh. But look at what they did for like. You had like this great group of uh, white people starting to abuse methamphetamines, right? So look at what they did. Can't go buy Nyquil out. Like they make it all. They make it very hard for you to buy um, codeine, anything with codeine and all yeah. that other stuff in there. So like they put laws in place to protect their people. Like yo, we're gonna make it hard for you to get these, yeah. to make this this homemade drug that y'all just came up with. Because uh, white people ingenuity comes up. So black people ingenuity, we build pyramids. White people ingenuity, make they create meth, <laughs> which is basically just like smoking like pine tar and 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 all kind of foods like. Smoking from Meldehyde, right? So they start putting restrictions on on the on the ingredients that you need to make it. Yeah, you can't have multiple. Exactly. So, so like it, it just never, you know, never would do that for. And that never ceases to amaze me. But it would be funny, funny like you can't buy them on the baking powder, yo. Right. <laughs> ah, yeah, all the baking powder you want. Crack it up. Buy buy as much baking powder. Like you need more Pyrex, sir. Right. <laughs> How many Pyrex? Both do you need, sir? I need all the pyrex. So, yeah, so, but, but that's that's real. Like that's mm-hmm. something nobody talks about. So we have a we have a uh, well, well I, 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 Cory Booker to me, and this is completely going. So Cory Booker to me has always been like one of the worst politicians in my opinion. Like I never really liked Cory Booker. Like people jumped on the Cory Booker because he was cool and he was young and you know everybody was young. Cool. <laughs> I mean, his black is under under <laughs> under debate. Uh, no, he was a black senator from uh, New Jersey. But you know he's come out in support of, of Donald Trump's son-in-law, uh, who obviously has ties to Russia, and. And he's like, well, we shouldn't revoke his security clearance until we know for sure for the fact. And, and you know, all the Republicans were like, if you're under investigation, you should not have top-level security clearance. But the president's camp is, the man in his camp is, all the sessions, all the other, other folks. So he, so he comes out all hardcore, and then lo and behold, find out, guess who his two biggest moments are? Ivanka Trump and, and uh, Jared Kushner. So they probably Democrats on the low. No, not no, no, not that they Democrats on the low. They just bought, yeah, they just bought. Like you just, you just a bought. I get money to vote, y'all. He's just a bought politician. 
so like it was kind of disappointing, man, because like I I just always remember like to me, Cory Booker has always been about money, right? So like on Twitter one time, you know, he had brought all this money into like from Mark Zuckerberg to like really reform. He was mayor of Newark, like really reform all the schools in Newark, and like all the money went to consultants and stuff like that, and not kids. Now being a consultant, I'm not gonna say hey. All consultants getting their money. Got to do what you got to do. However, he gave them all, like, all money. And so I, I tweeted him. And I was like, like damn, man, that sucks. But he got all in his feelings, and he hit me back. <laughs> now I know he went to consultants and stuff. So he was trying to, he was trying to find And so I end up, so the last message was basically, so all of this, all this money happened, and the only people that won were the consultants. Not the kids, not the teachers, just the consultants. To tell you what, like you know, I'm a consultant. You get paid a lot of money to tell people what they want to hear. Man, the way the politics are run, and I have to think about this as I get more digital government, and you're gonna go where the money is. And why am I gonna listen to you whining and complaining when the pharmaceutical company tells me to do that? They don't want that's uh, putting the money in my pocket to campaign, and they're the ones allowing me to raise my own salary and stay in office for years and years and years, and make that just be my job. So why in the world would I not go to wherever my money tells me to go as a politician? All of them were bought and sold to an extent, and you just hope that the ones that bought them are actually dang human beings that have some of your interests at heart as well. It's like, are you bought by Bill Gates? You're like, okay, you might be all right. You might be all right. Bought by Warren Buffett, we might be all right. But even they got stuff that goes counterintuitive to what you want to be done with America. And all politicians bought and sold because that is the system that they created for themselves to be bought and sold. And that is a very sad thing. And that, you know, once you peel back the curtains, you know what the game is, baby. So 2020, who you who you want to be president in 2020? Dwayne Johnson. Uh, you said you're really on that. I am. I'm. I'm Mark Cuban. <laughs> See, we both do have some people. No, I, mean, I, I, I got, got like a, I got like a. I got like a Mark ain't bought his own. Right, and, and I got like, like a, a Rock Parole was bought his own. And and he's not stupid. Like like I would. And he's a bit of so an asshole. If, if, I think you like that. If, if there was any outsider that should have been like like okay, I can get it back to one an outsider who was outside of politics for for the country. But like you pick like like the dumbest like you pick like the dumbest fuck on the planet when you pick president. It's like if you wanted an outsider, pick somebody like Marquise Cuban. Uh, it, not only did you buy uh bought uh you went with a dumb fuck, you went with someone that might be the most inconsiderate human being I've seen in a public space. Yeah. I, I was like I, I was talking with my mother and I was like, you know there's a reason why a place like Camp David exists? Because every president before him realized it is a major inconvenience to people's lives for you to go on a vacation. And if you want to go on a vacation, we got a spot that's already secure, it's secluded, has fly by everything you need. But no, you're going on up and down the most busiest intersections of the world from Florida, Palm Beach, and New York City, which disrupts everything. One of these Fiscally conservative and it's Republican. millions and millions of dollars say, hey, we don't want to spend our tax dollars on his vacation. Yeah, yeah. No, but they yeah. won't. But they've already raised the cap. Remember, this, like when Obama's there, you have a cap. 
on your travel. You have a cap on how much you're going to spend on Secret Service. You have a cap and all that. But we're spending so much money because you got to do New York. And when you're in New York, we already know that he's going to pay from that because they have to rent the building, the space from him. So he gets that money back. And I'm like, and we just let the shell game happen? And the fact that he goes on vacation more than any president who has been before him? Ain't even been, he ain't even been on the job here yet, bro. He doesn't. He's gone every weekend. Obama knew that I'm, I'm taking my chance. During Christmas, I'm going to Hawaii. Right. You knew when Obama was going. Yep. And he was, he was here. His family was here. They had an option like my let my young child, like, no, uh, I want Sasha Malia to really, like, finish school in Chicago and stuff like that. I was like, nah, you want to school down here because I'm considerate of the taxpayer money, but then again, that's white privilege. But then again, Bill Clinton didn't do that when Chelsea was in there. Nobody else did it. Because one, he's an asshole. He's got, an inconsiderate we got, we got one minute left. Oh, I'm never going to talk about What you got? And this is your black child. Your black is our on that. I'm Mr. Brown. Thank you. We'll see you next Tuesday. Oh. There goes that.